and welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season five, episode four, Out of My Mind. Again, no announcements. We're in a weird time flux. Who knows when you're going to be listening to this. Yeah, so we'll just move right on to the episode. Get this one out of the way. mind it aired october 17th 2000 and our synopsis is buffy learns the initiative experiments left riley with super strength a high tolerance for pain and an abnormally fast heartbeat that could lead to a heart attack unless he gets help but only the initiative can help him and they no longer exist meanwhile harmony fierce buffy is still after her and seeks refuge with spike What are our international titles? We got a lot of them this week. Woohoo! And they are all over the place. Oh, I love it already. So in Armenian, I'm mad. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, a lot of them are definitely playing on the being out of your mind, you know, being, you know, yeah. crazy and such. But some of them are really good. So Czech Madness, Finnish Nutcase, French... French and German are a toss-up for my two favorites. Okay. When Spike gets mixed, when Spike gets mixed up in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so far that's the winner for me. But let's hear German. German is greetings from the initiative. And that also is good. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. And they have two completely different feels to them. But yeah, those yeah. two are my are my winners. But Hungarian is nightmares. Japanese, my heart is not here, which is very poetic. That is very poetic. I kind of like that one in a existential sort of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Polish madness. <laughs> Portuguese from Brazil, out of control. Russian, losing my mind. Spanish la- from Latin America, losing reason. And Spanish from Spain is out of control. Yeah, it's between French and German. Yeah, yeah. There gotta, really were some good ones this week. This week. Yeah, I, I like that. I like our vast array. Yeah, and I didn't even I didn't even cut many out this week. Wow. Yeah, I think there might have been like two or three. So most of them most of them were different. But yeah, when Spike gets mixed up in it, and greetings from the initiative are both really good. Yeah. We do get a previously on mostly about Riley, how the initiative fucked with him, drugged him, and how he's pretty sure Buffy doesn't love him. We're also reminded of Dawn and how Buffy now has a little sister. Then we're off to the cemetery where Buffy, looking a little Daphne-esque, is atop a crypt, watching, waiting. And when she sees the first sign of a vampire rising from its grave, she's off, staking it before it even has a chance to fully rise. A second vampire appears and she goes to get it, but... There's Riley, doing a little hunting of his own. She seems surprised to see him, and he her. He thought she was in the North Sector. He stakes that vamp, and when a third rises, Buffy once again starts to go after them, but nope, there's Spike, tackling him to the ground. (laughs) Seriously? Why does she even bother showing up if everyone else is just going to do her job for her? She asks Spike what he's doing there, and he says, same as her and Riley, getting in a spot of violence before bed. He struggles with the vamp until Buffy pushes him to the side and stakes him. He softened him up for her, though. He can't be out there when she's patrolling. Yeah, Riley quickly backs Buffy up, not seeing the irony of it all. Spike does, though, and sees Buffy's look. 
Looks like neither of them are particularly wanted. Buffy rolls her eyes. She just saw Spike taste his own nose blood. (laughs) No one cares about his opinion or what he has to say. But as they walk away, Riley asks if Spike was right. Did he mess up by coming? Nope. He totally made squad. Great. Then does she want to go again? Because he bets there are a bunch more vamps. Nah, unless they could go back and kill Spike for the fun of it. Riley almost seems about it. But Buffy, she's not really looking to kill Spike. So off they go. Spike, however, he's ready to taste the blood of the Slayer. To take to make her neck his chalice and to drink deep. It's all very dramatic. <laughs> but as he begins to stalk off, he falls oh into God. an open grave. This- <laughs> it's once again, once again, one of his great dramatic moments that is absolutely ruined by something stupid happening. That's so good. Because even even as we're we're sitting there. I could see the look on Kevin's face like, okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> credits. Still awesome. After the credits, we go to UC Sunnydale where Buffy and Willow have just left class and are debating the lives and deaths of some French revolutionaries. All that blood, the neck wounds. Buffy just thinks there might have been some fangs involved. Willow is just over the moon. They're having a debate. An academic debate. She has dreamed of this moment since forever. She asks Buffy if she should be watching her occipital lobe. And since Buffy has no idea what that is, she thinks not. Willow clearly still wears the smarty pants in the family. Willow's not so sure. Buffy's becoming quite the student. She's trying, but they just keep piling on the reading. And then when she has free time, Giles takes it up with training. She's starting to think this whole working hard thing is hard work. Funny how that works. Buffy thought it was going to be like in the movies, you know, inspirational music, a montage, her sharpening her pencils, reading, falling asleep on a big pile of books with her glasses all askew because in her montage she wears glasses. But instead it's painful and slow and starting to hurt her occipital lobe. Poor Buffy's brain. You know what? We've all been there. Mm-hmm. You know, the college life turns out to be a lot more difficult than... <laughs> Buffy says she's actually heading to training right now. Does Willow want to come? Sure. Maybe they can can debate some more about the revolution on the way. At the magic box, Xander is helping with some final construction touches, building some more shelves while Giles varnishes. His skills earn him a compliment from Giles, so you know they're good. A knock comes and Giles goes to answer, passing Tara, who is doing something with tarot cards, and Anya, who is moving items about. Apparently, wherever they place the monkey's head could potentially lead to exploded monkey's head. It was it was the monkey's head next to the sticks water. Yeah, whatever that means. Apparently, it can explode the monkey's head. Who wants that? Not me. Mm-mm. He opens the door to reveal Buffy and Willow, Buffy greeting him with a trick-or-treat as he motions them inside. Willow refers to him as a kind proprietor (laughs) and is just awed by the total appearance of the store. Everything looks amazing. It really does. Like, I like how they're going to like how they're they're, they're building it up. Like, Mm -hmm. Tara greets them both. And I do like that she's starting to feel comfortable being around the rest of the Scoobies without Mm. Willow. Exactly. Yeah, she's she's starting to feel like and especially in a place like the magic shop 
Mm-hmm. It's easier for her to feel more comfortable because this is her comfort zone. Yeah. Before Willow can go over and join her, she is distracted by a bottle of eyes. Are those real newt eyes? <laughs> no, no. Newt eyes are too rich for Giles's blood. Those are salamander eyes. The cataracts is what gives them their newt-like appearance. But they're there's good if one can get past their snobbery. <laughs> At that, Willow makes a face, and Xander says what they need is a blind taste test. Prove <laughs> once and for all that generic brand amphibian eyes are just as good. I love Xander here building the shelf. Mm-hmm. And just, again, proving that he does have, you know, he he's handy. And now, like, he, he's got... He's got the raise. He's give like he's getting more at work. He's in charge. Like he's definitely becoming more comfortable in who he is too. So like there is growth all around. Yeah, Willow is unsure. The newt name still means something to her. Right? Is Buffy ready to train? She is. Buffy and Giles head for the back as Willow comes to join Tara. Tara thinks it might be cool if they got a real psychic to do readings in the store. Yeah, Willow says Tara should do it. Her? Oh no, she's not that good. But she'd love to watch, learn from someone who's really good. She's really good. And to prove it, Willow holds out her hands, telling Tara to read her. All right, taking Willow's hand, Tara examines it. Once again, Tara just looking stunning in this episode, mm-hmm. especially in these close-up shots. And I love, like, I love her whole look here. I love the mm-hmm. shawl. The we're finally, we're, we're finally dressing Tara. Yeah. Willow asks her what she sees, and with a smile, she says, Willow hand. We learn as Giles and Xander open the door for Buffy that this is the first time she is seeing the completed training space. Though before she can properly get a look, she's tackled by Riley, who says he's just trying to keep her on her toes. Riley has a lot of energy (laughs) and wants to spar or do anything really that requires physical exertion. Buffy needs to take it all in. The space, it's amazing. Floor mats, beams, horses, targets, dummies, weapons, sigils drawn everywhere. It's everything she might need. She loves it. And she can't thank them enough. They're like her fairy godmother, Santa Claus, and Q, all rolled into one. <laughs> the Q from Bond, not from Star Trek. You want to talk about who Q is, don't you? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Q, the one from Bond, not Star Trek, which we'll, <laughs> we can do both of them. Uh, Q from Bond, he is the quartermaster for MI6. He's the one that provided Bond with all of his amazing gadgets, the the, the car, like he, he makes the cars do all the fun stuff, the exploding pens, all that awesome stuff. Um, and then Q from Star Trek is just an omnipotent being. It's a whole collective of beings that just cause chaos in the lives of the poor captains in Star Trek, mostly Picard. Because one and one of my favorite moments for you nerds out there is he's sparring with Cisco in Deep Space Nine. And Cisco actually punches him, and his response is, "You hit me." Picard never hit me. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, yeah. And just his, his look of indignance because Picard is Jean Luc Picard. It is Patrick Stewart. It is Shakespearean actor. And then you have Cisco, who is definitely not about that bullshit. Mm-mm. Both great cues, though. But I, I do like how how Buffy. Mentioned, like, made sure to clarify which one it was. 
Because really, they could have been either one. It's considering how chaotic the group is. Later in the cemetery, a chase is on. Or at least someone appears to think they're being chased. <laughs> they wind their ways through the rows right to Spike's store. Inside, Spike is watching Dawson's Creek and berating <laughs> Pacey for believing that Joey loves him. So this is great because, of course, <laughs> Dawson's Creek was a huge show at the time. Um, before Angel was a thing, it directly followed Buffy mm-hmm. on the WB and was part of their whole all-new Tuesdays promotion uh, during season two. But after Angel, it moved to Wednesdays with Felicity. With some of the best the best advertising campaigns yeah, the WB, the w, I know we've we've talked about WB's advertising in the late 90s before, but yeah, that was part of the whole. Yeah, the new, just, the new Tuesdays. WB in the 90s had the absolute best advertising, like the commercials that were just like the dance parties oh, yeah. with all the actors. Like the WB was beautiful. It makes it look like all of these gorgeous 20 somethings hung out on the studio lot all the time and they're and they're best friends and it was this whole big party basically basically i went to a party and a wb show broke out yeah it was just it was amazing and everyone's like yeah i can see i see them in my head sometimes it's just everybody's laughing everybody's gorgeous you have the lights moving around yeah i know one of them was set to oh what a night Uh uh-huh that's i think it's like my favorite one yeah they knew how to do you know what? Nothing, nothing really beats 90s advertising. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, especially when it comes to a network entirely, because you had NBC with the whole must see TV, their comedy lineups, you know, mm-hmm. they really knew how to market in that time. Anyway, a knock comes and before Spike can even answer it, Harmony just lets herself in. Well, 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 look who it is. Is she safe? Has Buffy gotten to him? She saw her patrolling just now with a stake. She won't rest until she kills her dead. Buffy is after her? Of course. That's why she's on the lamb. She's like totally her arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. <laughs> Spike says he must have missed the memo. There was a memo? Spike! <laughs> Harmony, to her credit, does quickly realize that was sarcasm. I love, I love Harmony. Forever, will forever love Harmony. This Bless is like her a- heart. Actual emergency. She needs to hide out so bad. And he's her only hope. They just need to rise above their petty differences. When he says nothing, she continues. She's desperate. Desperate? Yeah. Come on, Spike. Pretty please? She'll do anything. Anything? Well, yeah, she just... Oh. He means, like, will she have sex with him? Totally. She flops down in his armchair and after a moment of struggling, lights up a cigarette. Taking up smoking, has she? Duh. She is a villain. She starts to cough and Spike says he guesses she is. With the slayer on her tail and all. She's not the kind to give up either. She'll hunt Harmony down. Day and night. Till she's too tired and too hungry to fight anymore. And then... Spike picks up some dust. Then there's Harmony. She's just going to have to kill Buffy first. She tried. It was all hearted stuff. Spike should do it. He'd love to, but he can't. Remember? He's got that cute little government chip in his head. Oh, right. Guess it will have to be Harmony after all. Can he help with the thinking? (laughs) Yeah, he supposes he can do that. At least she recognizes that she needs that assistance. Right? Elsewhere, aka Riley's room. Buffy and Riley are in bed post-sex. Something Buffy says was really relaxing. Let us note that Riley's mattress is like totally askew. 
guess when you're used to like ultra physical fights. Yeah. Briley says they could relax again, and Buffy is all, <laughs> what? Now? Unless she's too tired. Hey, she has the endurance of 10 men. Can they make it women for the imagery? <laughs> Point is, it takes a lot to wear her out. Hmm. He loves a challenge. As does Dawn, apparently, who is in the Summer's kitchen the next morning talking about how every kid tries to make the substitute cry. It's a rite of passage. Joyce is appalled. She wouldn't. Being a substitute is a very difficult job. And just how many bowls of cereal is Dawn planning to eat? <laughs> As Dawn has been pouring sugar bombs into at least four different bowls. None. She's just getting the extra out of the way so she can get this. She pulls out the toy surprise. She wants eggs. So she wants the cereal prize, but not the cereal. She is growing up. She tells Dawn that half an omelet is coming right up. With ketchup, please. She's got it. Grabbing the two plates, Joyce goes to put them on the counter, but then freezes. For a moment, it's like she's in pain or confused. Maybe both. She looks at Dawn, asking who she is before collapsing onto the floor. And Dawn, while very much in shock, still manages to remember to stay reasonably calm and call 911. As next we go to the hospital, Dawn's sitting in the waiting area as Buffy and Riley come running in. Immediately, Buffy is hugging Dawn. Where's mom? Is Dawn okay? Yeah, she's okay. And Joyce is doing okay too. Or so says the cute doctor, Ben, as he emerges from beyond the doors. Dawn introduces him and says Ben gave her his stethoscope. Lent his stethoscope. He's an intern and he's been hanging out with Dr. Dawn while they run tests on their mom. Riley immediately goes into commanding officer mode. What's going on? What do they know? As Ben begins to explain, says they're running tests, but if he had to guess, it was probably something akin to low blood sugar, given Joyce's history slash lack of problems. Dawn starts playing around with the stethoscope, listening to Ben's heart, Buffy's, and then Riley's. I like how everybody is just letting her do this. Yeah. Well, you know, they probably figure like this poor child is traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Cute, cute doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Cute doctor Ben. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if we'll see more of Ben. Oh, it's really hard to tell. (laughs) I know. I know. But he is cute. He's a cute doctor. So maybe, maybe we'll see more of cute doctor Ben. Spoiler alert. We see more of Dr. Ben. (laughs) Oh, we see so much more of Dr. Ben. Riley's heart does not sound at all like the others. Well, then. So also, like, good job at missing the actual problem. But, okay, I I do guess this is rather accurate to the American doctor slash hospital experience. (laughs) Yeah. It takes multiple times coming in with the same symptoms for them to realize there's an actual problem. Yeah. Yeah. But like with it's funny, like I I think about because Riley is a young white man, he has a lot easier time than (laughs) women do. Right. (laughs) No, we would be told that we're imagining things or that we just need to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, Joyce was just told it was low blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't think to do a CAT scan or anything. Yeah. I guess Dawn told someone what she heard because next we see Riley's in an exam room. Yeah, that that um that transition was very weird. Yeah, it took me a minute. I like ran the Hulu thing back a second to see if I, I had missed a scene. That's what I. That's what I, like I thought. Like I got distracted for a second and missed her saying, uh, "Riley, why is your heart going so fast?" Like it was just a very harsh 
Yeah. And like maybe that's where a commercial break was in the olden days. And so the transition didn't seem as harsh. Yeah. But when you go right from her being right up in his business, listening to his heart. Yeah. You feel like you missed a scene. Yeah. The doctor tells Riley that he has tachycardia and that she's never let a patient with a case his severe just walk out of a hospital. They can't force him to stay, though, so the doctor says she would get on her knees and beg if she thought it would sway him. And what about Buffy? She can't convince him to? Riley is adamant he's going home. Is he sure? Because Buffy is a little concerned. He's still human. He can still have a heart attack. Yes, he's human, but he's human that was used as a lab rat for months. His heart's different. He's fine. Before any more can be said, Joyce and Dawn knock at the door before coming in. Buffy wants to know how Joyce is. Fine. Just embarrassed. She hates that she put them all through this, but no more tests, though. So they can all go home. Yes, good. Riley is leading the charge. To home they go. Buffy's not... She's not convinced. (laughs) Next we see Joyce. She's on the couch being fussed over by Dawn, Buffy, and Willow. (laughs) Willow offering a crossword. She knows some people say to feed a cold, but she says to puzzle it. She's fine. Thank you. Dawn says she likes chicken fingers with mustard when she's sick. Joyce knows she does, and she'll make some later. Oh no, Buffy says she is doing nothing but staying on that couch today. But she feels silly just sitting around like a lump. Willow says she can make a game of it. A quiet game about being a lump. (laughs) Honestly, she's more concerned about Riley. Buffy says for Joyce to not even worry about that. If Riley's not concerned, then they shouldn't be either. Of course, the moment she's alone in her room with Willow and Dawn, her attitude changes. What is he thinking? Why isn't he worried? Willow says maybe he thinks his body can handle it. He is in really good shape. Nobody's body can handle a heart attack. Willow knows, and Buffy's right. She was just trying too hard to make it okay. Buffy says she just keeps coming back to the initiative. And Willow agrees. It does have that icky government feel to it. Dawn says one time the CIA tried to kill Fidel Castro with poisonous aspirin. (laughs) Buffy basically glares, because how is that relevant? Another time the CIA... Dawn, it's related! It is related. I am... You know what? As annoying as Dawn can be sometimes, I am here with her. She is telling you that the government does shady shit. Yeah. And we already knew that the government was doing shady shit with the initiative. Yeah. So she is actually contributing to, I mean, it. it, a lot of it sounds like just, you know, that it doesn't have any relation, but she is just saying this is what the government does. Exactly. Buffy looks at her and she says, they tried to make Castro go crazy by putting itching powder in his beard. What? It's about the government. Willow tells Buffy to call the initiative. They have to help Riley. Maybe, but call them how? First, they don't exist anymore. And second, they never claimed to exist in the first place. It's not fair. It's like Big Brother can spy on you all the time. But the moment Buffy has something to say, no one wants to listen. Dawn says that. Sounds more like big sister. (laughs) Good for you, Dawn. And Willow says there has to be a way. Like what? Take a tour of the White House, pretend to get lost and look for a door that says secret government monster hunters? (laughs) Oh, Buffy. (laughs) So that wouldn't be at the White House. No. Uh, The initiative is much more a DARPA thing. Mm -hmm. So DARPA, if anyone is curious, is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They're the central research and development agency for the Department of Defense. Um, As my old boss once put it, if anyone has the Iron Man armor, it's DARPA. So DARPA is probably who would have signed off on the initiative. Yeah. And and the thing is, 
things like things like that the president doesn't even necessarily know about. Nope. So you could go to the president and well, first of all, you're getting arrested and hauled out. But <laughs> you really just look like a crazy person. Yeah, that's it. You you just I mean, you know, we all know that that on this podcast we are far left leaning. You're yes. gonna look like the Pizzagate people. You know, yes. like if you're like going if you, if you tried to go to Uncle Joe and tell him there were like monster monster hunters in his basement. Yeah. It, it's just it's not gonna go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what people try to do anyway with. <laughs> yeah. It's less charming than Buffy. Yes. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> Dawn says if Buffy really thinks they're listening in all the time, then just say something to get their attention. Clearly, that gives Buffy an idea, and she heads out frowning. Dawn asks what she said. Heading back to Riley's, Buffy calls out to make sure he isn't there before picking up the phone. Knowing someone has to be listening, she says, Riley's in trouble. He needs help. When we see Riley, he's playing pickup basketball with a couple of other guys. The round ends and Riley says he's out as he's spotted Graham with two other agents. As he gets a drink from a nearby water fountain, Graham says they need to get him into an OR, get this taken care of. Riley says he's very convincing and it definitely makes him want to give himself up to the government control. Please take him away to where he'll be unconscious and naked. Does Riley really (laughs) think Graham would betray him like that? Graham's still in. Riley isn't. He doesn't know what orders Graham is following. Come on. Riley knows it was Walsh pumping all those chemicals into them. And he got more than anyone else. She messed them up bad. And now the government is just falling over themselves to kiss it and make it better. Graham repeats. He needs help. This isn't a trick. And he has a fix for it. They know a doctor. They're taking him to him right now. Graham's sorry, but he's not giving Riley a choice in this. No. He guesses he's not. And so Riley hits Graham, fights the other two agents, and runs off. Because boys. Boys. Later, Graham finds Buffy on campus. Buffy is not pleased. So (laughs) Graham fucked up, and now Riley is gone. And what is even wrong with him? Graham tries to say it's classified, but Buffy isn't buying it. Tell her. He says some fancy words that boil down to, he's stronger than he should be and he feels no pain. His heart can't take it. Apparently they've been trying to get Riley to come in for weeks. He says there's a specialist at the hospital, fourth floor neurology, get him there. Or Buffy says she'll get him there. He'll tell the doc. She starts to leave and Graham calls after her, but Buffy cuts him off. If he tells her to hurry, she'll kick his ass. Riley's just... Wandering about, (laughs) heading up to the caves Adam once used. At the magic box, everyone is very, poor Riley. As Buffy explains, she can't find him. And she's checked everywhere. Wherever he is, he doesn't want to be found. So basically, he's gone AWOL. Basically, exactly. At this, Willow changes to, poor Buffy. (laughs) Xander says, maybe Riley just needs some time. Maybe it's like this friend Xander has. (laughs) This friend who really likes this girl, but is afraid she doesn't like him back, so he acts kind of dumb around her. What? What is he talking about? Clearly, he is talking about the conversation he and Riley had back when they were moving things out of the basement of sadness. As he doesn't want to say that, he walks it all back and says maybe he just wants attention. Well then, does Buffy have a hot tip for him? (laughs) If you want attention... Be where people can give it to you. (laughs) Anya, misinterpreting the situation, (laughs) tells Xander that she really likes him. Thanks, Anya. He doesn't need to be insecure. 
like his friend. Because <laughs> she also has a friend. And she has it on good authority that her friend... Enough! Buffy is losing her cool. Riley is in real danger. She sends Anya and Xander to check the docks. Willow says she and Tara can check the burned out school. Riley hid there once. He might find it homey. You know what else Riley might find homey? The initiative caves. Only Buffy doesn't know them that well. Giles reminds her that they do have an associate who does know them well. Like the back of his melanin deprived hand. (laughs) Buffy so does not want to deal with Spike. (laughs) He's annoying her big time. Like want to shove something wooden in his chest big time. Willow thinks it might be the no-killing thing. It's got to be making him twitchy. Plus, hanging around in a dank crypt all day, he's got to be doing something nasty. What he's doing is playing 20 questions with Harmony. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to guess the object that she's thinking of. Is it bigger than a bread box? No. So it's smaller than a bread box? No. Is it a sardine bread box? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Someone's blondie bear is a 20 questions genius! (laughs) There's a banging on the door and Harmony flips out, diving into a tube all, she's found me! (laughs) Spike closes the lid to help her hide and then sits atop just as Buffy stalks in. Oh my god, bless you, Harmony. She has a proposition for him. Funny, because he has one for her. Like, knocking. Seems only fair, especially as vamps can't enter her place without a foot. Hello. Not some pretty pieces of paper. As Spike was talking, Buffy was pulling out cash. Buffy tells him that Riley is sick and missing. She thinks he's in the initiative caves. She needs Spike to go in and find him, get him to the hospital. He does in time, and this cash is all his. Oh dear, is the enormous hall monitor sick? Tell him, is he going to die? At that, Buffy slaps Spike across the face, reminding him that Riley is not the only one who could die. Always Spike was saying that as if it's important to Buffy, and then he thinks she should get half now. Tearing the bills in half, Buffy shoves one half at Spike before storming off. When she's gone, Harmony peeks her head out of the grave. So, what did she say about her? At the hospital, Graham waits, making sure everything is ready with the doctor. It's not too late, right? If they bring him in today... The doctor's going to be honest with him. He's not sure it wasn't too late yesterday. There's a knock at the door and Graham looks relieved. Finally. Only it's not Riley. It's Harmony. And Spike. See, Doc's got himself a new patient. Buffy heads up to the caves herself while Spike and Harmony take the Doc to another room. A teaching theater is kind of what it looks like. The Doc says this is a very complicated neurological procedure and that he's never done anything like it before. Is he having performance anxieties? butterflies in the tummy because harmony can shoot those butterflies for him it's not that hard just do what the initiative blokes did but in reverse (laughs) the doc tries to tell him that this is a medical school that they don't have the right tools but spike thinks the ones they have look plenty sharp but the chip it's embedded deep in his cerebral cortex if anything goes wrong spike could be a vegetable spike doesn't think so he trusts the doc's survival instincts i'll have him up and killing before the night is through come on do him right. No harm will come to him. I love the way he delivers that line with mm-hmm. like the little foot nudge. Yeah. Just like he's like clearly having the best time in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is seriously the the highlight of this episode is Spike. And Harmony. We're getting and to Harmony. the good part yeah. with Harmony. <laughs> like, the spike and Har- like the Spike and Harmony scenes, you know, like like we said before, there's little things that 
this episode is going to be building on. And now when you're when you're watching it, knowing where you're going to end up at. Yeah. You see like just how much. Yeah. How much like how many layers are being built upon, especially like when you think about what's going on with Joyce. Mm -hmm. And even last episode when she was talking about having a headache, it's easy to just write that off as her joking because she says, oh, is this my two teenage daughters? Yeah, like parents get headaches all the time. Yeah, yeah. Or, but, and she, you know, you can think like, maybe she didn't just have a headache. She was just joking around about, but now when you know where things are going to end up. You realize that this is, this is the starting signs. Yeah, yeah. Things are, and this season really is good for building up where we're going to Yeah, so this season as much as there's some weird things about the season, this season is probably one of the best examples of building arts. Mm-hmm. Laying groundwork. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have random doctor checking out Joyce at the beginning of this episode. You think he's just a random doctor. We see these random characters all the time. And just seeing this episode, you're if you don't know where we're going, you're just like, oh, okay cute random doctor he'll die (laughs) he'll never like we may see him one other time and then he'll and then you just keep getting more with him yeah of course as soon as spike says the doctor will be fine a straight (laughs) arrow from the crossbow almost hits him oops Harmony says the string was a bit slippery. (laughs) Willow and Tara work on searching the school, calling out Riley's name as they walk through the halls. Tara remarks the place is a bit creepy. And Willow says she should have been there when they were going to school. (laughs) I like how the burned out school is less creepy to Willow than the like day to day of the four years she spent there. They both remark on the darkness, Tara saying they should have brought a flashlight. Before Willow remembers, she knows a light spell. Throwing down a bottle from her satchel, she casts a spell that illuminates the whole place. Perfect. Where'd she learn that? From Tara? No, Tara taught her tiny Tinkerbell lights. Well, she tinkered with Tinkerbell. But it's good, right? No having to use a flashlight like a doofus? Poor Buffy. <laughs> no, I the, this was a, this was another great transition (laughs) because Buffy is the doofus with a flashlight because she doesn't have the magic she does not have the magic searching the caves calling Riley's name she eventually finds him punching rocks literally his fists are bleeding but he says he feels nothing no pain at all well it stops now Buffy's taking him to the doctor the government one like the one who did this to him he's the only one who knows what's wrong And what is wrong? Because Briley, he's stronger than he's ever been. Most people would kill to feel what he's feeling. Yeah, and what he's feeling is going to kill him. His body wasn't built for that. He can handle it. It's his issue to deal with. Buffy's starting to sense there's something else going on. What is it? What is this? Okay, say he does let the doctors operate. Get all up in his innards. Best case scenario, he's Joe Normal. Just another guy. And that's not enough for him? No, it's not enough for Buffy. Why would he say that? Come on, her last boyfriend wasn't exactly a civilian. So that's what this is. He's going to die over some macho pissing contest? It's not about Angel, it's about them. Buffy is getting stronger every day, more powerful. And Riley, he can't touch her. Every day, she's just a little further out of his reach. 
He wants to touch her. She's right there. She's not the one running away. Not yet. See, this is what gets me. And I know we we talked a lot about it with Riley. Here is the woman having to constantly soothe over her boyfriend's hurt feelings and his feelings of inadequacy. And it's all about him. Oh, yeah. And how he like he has to be able to stand up to her. He has to be able to be beside her fighting. He has like he feels weak compared to her instead of like. We always like Mary and I always love the whole dynamic where the girlfriend is the fighter. The girlfriend Uh is the stronger one. And you have the boyfriend over here like, I will hold your flower. Yes, I will. I will hold your purse. Go get him, honey. Yes. Because me, like, I love that dynamic because I love a man who is comfortable in his own skin and who he is and his abilities and I also love a man who will be able to say, my girlfriend's going to kick your ass mm-hmm. and just let it happen. So that's it, huh? He has it all figured out. She's bailing because he's not in the super club. It's human nature. Don't psych 101 her. <laughs> not now. Not after everything. No one has ever known her the way Riley does. She's opened up to him in ways she never opened up to. And here he is thinking it means nothing. He never said that. He doesn't have to. Does he really think so little of her, Buffy? No, no. Does he really think she spent the last year with him because he had superpowers? If that's what she wanted, then she'd be dating Spike. (laughs) There Again, this episode lays, I mean, and then later on in the episode, you're going to have. Yeah. But. There's small things in this and like even there's bits and pieces of going back and forth between Buffy and Spike talking. This episode, again, is laying that groundwork and slapping you in the face saying this is a thing that's going to happen. She needs him, needs him with her and she needs him healthy. But if he wants to throw it all away because he doesn't trust her, well, she's still going to make him go to that doctor. Here's a moment where Riley looks like he might say something, but then he relents. Take him to him. They have to hurry. As she heads out of the cave, Riley grabs her arm. Loving her is the scariest thing he's ever done. She doesn't know why. Slowly moving her hand to where his heart is, she tells him that the doctor said they don't have much time. <sighs> okay. Um, there's a lot going on in this scene. And I know we just talked about some of it, but really, like, the downfall of their relationship is explained right there. Mm-hmm. Like, that just this is why they end up breaking up yep because riley can't handle being quote unquote ordinary he can't handle being less than her yep which isn't just systemic misogyny really in its ugly head but it is a huge insult to xander giles pike Mm -hmm. all the normal people and even the normal men in Buffy's life who go out there or went out there as Pike is now retired. Yeah. Every night fighting the fight without any sort of power, just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And not even, not even just, not even just the men. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I was just like saying, we want to, yeah. Like we want to be misogynistic and initiative about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, and even like Xander, it took him a while to realize that he had, you know, he he does have a place, even though he doesn't have yeah. powers. You know, Giles was raised in this and he knows that, you know, he has his own abilities, but he's not super powered. And most watchers never venture into the field from what we're told. Yeah. He does so much more than 
most is expected of him. Yeah. Yeah. He is just supposed to be there for research. And even and after training. being fired, he stays to yeah. be with them because he cares and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So everything about everything about Riley is just rooted in toxic masculinity. Yeah, like this is just major like way to because be a dick. He still yes, without without what the initiative did to him. He was still a soldier though. Yeah. He still had far more training than the average person. Yeah. So he still had, like, all he had to do was figure out a way to coexist with Buffy with his with his normal set of skills and her. Like, they still could have made a great team mm-hmm. if he could have let go of the whole bullshit. Having, yeah, having to be the best. Yeah. Oh, because he was good. Like, I loved him. Like, the beginning of season four. Yeah. Like, like when you first see him and where he starts out, I love him. He just is a great down to earth. He seems like a great down to earth 20 something boy. Uh-huh. But then once he gets into his own head and lets all the resentment of everything. And again, poor Buffy is the one that has to deal with it. Poor Buffy. Poor Buffy. She just needs like she just needs to be single. Well, I love her will, with Spike. I love her with Spike. I know, but we will we, we will, will yeah. not until Angel, but we will get to cookie dough Buffy. Yes. Yeah, like Buffy just needs needs her own life. Just do her thing. She's one of those girls where it's like, you know, you can be you can be you can be an awesome girl and have a boyfriend. But yeah. she's done that too much. She has. She done needs that to too be much. an awesome girl and single. <laughs> yes. Back at the hospital, everything is set for Spike's operation. The doctor is doing his thing while Harmony paces about behind. She read once that some women think a man's real sex organ is his brain. Not her, though. It's all pink and wiggly. Can she touch it? No! (laughs) Both the doctor and Spike answer in unison. He's awake? Local anesthetic. She tells the doctor about the chip, how he can't hurt any living thing. He can't even pick flowers. What? Yes, he can! (laughs) The doctor tells them to be quiet. Poor doc. I feel so sorry for this poor doctor. Is Steph supposed to be doing that? Again, the doctor tells Harmony she needs to be quiet and let him work. Spike says if she messes this up, he will rip out her pretty pink tongue. Silence falls over the theater. (laughs) Buffy and Riley arrive at the hospital, but there's no doctor. Just Graham, who is starting to come to on the floor. Who did this? Hostel 17. Hostel 17 and a pretty blonde girl. Oh, goody. Spike and Harmony together again. But what would Spike want with the the chip? He's going to force the doc to remove the chip from his brain. As she's talking, Riley bends forward, looking not good. He assures them, however, that he's okay. Graham, on the other hand, says he's running out of time. If they don't find the medic, he's not going to make it. Okay, think. For this, Spike's going to need someplace they can do the operation. Someplace with supplies. It's a big hospital. No, he wouldn't do it here. It's too risky. She tells Graham to get on the phone and see what he can find. Veterinarians, doctor's offices, anything. Riley starts to apologize to Graham, but it's fine. They're cool. Buffy then tells Riley that he is not going to die. He bet she says that to all the boys. Nope. There is one peroxide pest whose number is up. When she finds him, she is going to rip his head off and bathe in the blood of the Slayer. Spike, too, is thinking what will happen when he and Buffy meet up sans chip. Dive in it, swim in it, do the bloody backstroke. 
Harmony likes the sound of this and is smiling. She's also smoking right next to the doctor in Spike's open brain. Harmony says she sees it. She sees the chip. It's nestled in there like an Easter egg. And his brain is the grassy stuff. The doc tells her to put out the cigarette. It's not allowed. Says who? He points to a sign and oh my God, she's so sorry. She didn't see it. Harmony. Oh, she's so dumb. And I love her. She runs to put it out and huh. By the time she's back, the chip is out. That seems suspicious, but okay. Yeah, we're fine. Nothing to see here. Spike tells the doc to sew him up. He has places to be. And the doc does. All while Spike says his stomach is growling. He's starved. So much so he might need a little snack. The doc looks worried. Real worried. You're fine. Don't worry. Spike tells him to relax. He has no intention of filling up on bread. He needs room for the main course. He doesn't get to attack the doc, though, because Buffy and Riley come charging in. Slayer. He gets to his feet and Harmony grabs the crossbow to stand beside him. It is a great shot. Mm -hmm. Harmony and Spike versus Riley and Buffy. The doc goes to leave, but Buffy tells him to stay. They're going to need him. Spike says he was just thinking about her. Wanted to tell her the good news. No more bug zappers in his brain. Great. That means she can kill him. She can try. Again, they just stand there staring till Harmony accidentally shoots Riley in the leg. Now it's on. Harmony and Riley fight, throwing each other around. Riley holding his own, but just barely. And Buffy and Spike fight. Or more, Buffy punches Spike a lot until he pounces on her. He, bar- he goes to bite her and pain, lots of pain. <laughs> she throws him off. He lands near the dock and the dock just kind of shrugs like, sorry. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Riley then collapses and Buffy runs to him. Oh God, they need the doctor now. The doctor starts to go to them as Spike realizes the chip he placed in the cup was a penny. <laughs> he told Spike he couldn't do it. The doctor goes to attend to Riley as Spike and Harmony flee. As they cut across the graveyard, Spike is just done. She is everywhere with her face and her shampoo commercial hair and her holier-than-thou attitude. He can't get rid of her. It's like he's her pet project. Drives Spike round the bend. He's haunting her. It has to end now. So there was a moment when they were first running that I thought he was saying, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then I realized that was impossible because network TV. Yeah, yeah. I also like Harmony's rationalizing when he's like holier than thou. And she's like, well, by nature, we are kind of unholy. (laughs) Not the time, Harmony. (laughs) Back in the med school, Riley's all patched up, both leg and heart. Buffy comes to see him, asks how it's going. Good. Back to normal. And see, she places his hand on her. She's still touchable. Well, give him a week to recover and he'll take full advantage of that. As they stand there holding hands, Buffy asks if he's really okay, because she should probably check back in with her mom. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. He'll be fine. She promises to call him later. They kiss, and then Buffy leaves, Riley watching her, almost sadly. A bit later, Riley's walking with Graham, who tells him that he's lucky Buffy found him when she did. Graham always said she was impressive. But Riley has to know, he doesn't belong here. This town, it's not for him. What's he saying? Come on, he has to know there's nothing for him there. There's Buffy. Okay, true. But what else? He used to have a mission. And now what? He's mission boyfriend? Mission true love? As he starts to walk away, Graham tells him that he belongs with them. And finally, Spike's crypt. He's lounging in the chair, resting, when Buffy bursts in. 
<laughs> Should have known it was her. It's been over six hours. Well, she would have been there sooner if she wasn't cleaning up his mess. His mess? He just borrowed the dock. The mess is hers. Pulling out a steak, Buffy says she is done. Spike is a killer and she should have done this years ago. You know what? Do it. Bloody well do it. What? And his torment. Seeing her every day, everywhere he goes, every time he turns around. Take him out of the world that has her in it. Kill him. At this, he dramatically, like, rips off and throws down his shirt. (laughs) Buffy steps close, stake poised, and then Spike grabs her and kisses her. They kiss, and then Buffy pulls away. For a moment, she looks horrified. And then, then she's going in for round two. She says that she wants him, and he, he says that he loves her. Right before Spike bolts up in bed with an, oh god, no. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) The end. So yeah, like we said, this episode sets up a ton of future stuff. Yeah. Spice's illness, Ben, Riley's leaving, and we now have definitive proof of Spike's feelings for Buffy. Yeah. Other than that, it was was just like a nice bridge episode. Not a whole lot going on. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those episodes where we needed to put some pieces together. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time. Season five, episode five, no place like home until then check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at the watchers diaries at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.